Hey everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is August 29th, 2022. Third time, it finally worked. Hey, look at you. Hang on. People God caught you it. playing with your phone, just so you know. Huh? People caught you playing with your phone, whatever the fuck you were uh, playing. It wasn't my phone that I was playing with. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you know why you're a real horse's ass in about two minutes. I'll okay. give you that. Great. Uh, Dave, I'm a little down tonight. I'm not going to lie before we get the show going because it seems like after answering 311 random questions, Erica's given up. So she's done. What a what a fun what a fun <laughs> night that was. What, 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 what time did you get in last night, dude? I, it was like a 14 hour travel day. Is that right? It was Welcome a cr- back. Thanks, Baltimore. I appreciate it. Baltimore and Boston. I know which time I spent in Boston twice. It was uh, I threw flew JetBlue, which I love the airline. Yeah, but I'm in. I had to fly to Boston. Okay. Red eye. Yeah. Stood there for five hours, freezing in that airport. It was like 28 really? degrees. I've and never then, been to Logan. And then um, flew to Baltimore and then okay. going back. I had to go Baltimore back to Boston. You know, they have that map in the yeah. screen in front of you where your plane is. And you're just yeah. seeing yourself go backwards. And you're like, motherfucker. You know? Like, yeah, that's bad. And you're like, why? And then you just start looking at that map and you're like, why in the fuck is the plane so big on this map? Like the <laughs> yeah. plane takes up like two states. What the it, hell is going on here? Uh, it's my travel advice. Don't ever fly American. They still have yeah. made no... You're right. Get my bags, so don't ever fly American. You still American. don't have a bag nah. almost a month later? Oh, yeah. Five weeks later, nothing. Anything important? I I don't think so. I'll <laughs> probably come back my weed. No, I don't smoke weed. Uh, <laughs> You're sneaking but, weed over to, to Atlantic City. Yeah, the thing that I've learned from traveling is the two things you got to do Booking your trip, Dave. Number one is trip duration. How yeah. long does it take? And the thing that we don't pay attention to when you have to catch connecting flights is exactly what you just said. Making sure you're not going backwards in order to go forwards. Yeah. And ideas like uh, wherever I go, Chicago. Chicago's pretty easy. I'm for going me. to Chicago next week. Nice. Uh, but you've been there? Or Never this been. Is your first trip. Never right. been to Chicago. Go, uh, going United to Chicago perfect. and then from there going JetBlue to New York. Oh, you're fine. Perfect. Um, Chicago's great, but like connecting flights to Montreal or Toronto, they always try to send me through Houston, and you're like, no, it's turning right. I need to go left. But um, we'll get to the Padres in yeah. a second. But you went to Camden. I went to Camden Yards, yeah. Did it, I mean, seats look great. The ballpark looked amazing. Did it? You know, I, mean, I got a couple things. One is I had a couple questions for you because you've been to Baltimore before. Yeah. Number one, underrated city. And I, and I say that by, it was cleaner than I thought. Really? Yeah, it was clean. Uh, the people couldn't have been nicer. Maybe oh, the good. nicest place I've ever been. Everybody was in extremely Baltimore? nice. In Baltimore? Great. Everywhere we went, everybody was extremely nice. The Uber drivers, the people in the restaurants, the people at Camden Yards. Only 500,000 people there. I mean, it's, it's yeah. crazy small. And then you realize when you go back east to any of these places, whether it's Boston, Baltimore, D.C., New York, obviously, there's so much American history. Yeah. I mean, I, we, were, we were on a on a little cruise ship, uh, you know, like it was it was after the wedding that I went. That's why I went, not for the Orioles game. But I was asking, what's that patch of grass there? Oh, that's where the Star Spangled Banner was written. Yeah, how about that? That was, was September 14th, Francis Scott Key. Yeah. <laughs> that is. How about, how about I got that? that and Jerry Coleman. Those are my two things. That's, that's a Joey, big one. Uh, Joey Heatherton. Really? And like two dead porn stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so uh, it, it was. It was cool, man. Everything was great. We go to Camden Yards. A couple things about Camden. One is my son, who's a huge Petco Park fan. Yeah. Asked the guy, "Hey, tell me about Camden." He goes, "Nicest ballpark in the United States." And he goes, "Well, how many have you been to?" 
He goes, well, this is the only one, but I'm telling you, it's the nicest. Yeah. He wouldn't even listen to Josh talk about Petco. But it was cool. I mean, it wasn't. It's the Pet- original. It's the original. They've done some changes to it like they all do. It wasn't Petco Park, but it was no. It was awesome. I mean, the, the every seat was great. We moved around the ballpark like crazy. Yeah. What I found interesting was that giant warehouse in, yeah. in Wright Field. It's the longest building in uh, in the East Coast. Really? Yeah, and it's it's crazy that it's it's a crazy long building. Here's the crazier thing about that building. You see the garage door that's behind me? Yeah. That wall bit that's behind you? That's yeah. the width of that building. Oh, you're kidding me. No, it was like a train warehouse. It was just shit that they're throwing on, on a train. And it's just a crazy long building, but super narrow. But it looks like just this giant, enormous building. Not, not at all. Literally, it is, I don't know, 35, 40 feet long? Uh, there's probably four people. Yeah. And I, and I might be over-exaggerating that by three. But I'm telling you, if you're into sports and really cool books, a guy named Peter Richmond wrote a book called Ballpark. Yeah. And if Lakino, Janet Marie Smith, who was, I mean, they ultimately came out here and did, did Petco. But it's all the behind-the-scenes stuff, Dave, in Baltimore that yeah. it took. Because remember, at that time, everybody was building the bigger stadiums, right? Huge, massive, like Jacobs Field, the one in Chicago. Well, maybe Jacobs Field kind of falls in Camden, but you, yeah. you get my point. Everybody was building these huge, massive places, and then Larry went in with Janet Marie Smith and determined, hey, we're going to do it different. We're going to do a throwback, and Camden Yards came together fascinating book ballpark peter yeah. richmond and they had to do what they said because of what happened with the colts leaving that's that was the that we did a whole tour and talked to a bunch of oh, fun old guys that were there holding their you know canes and stuff who just gave a, a history of the ballpark and nice. they were saying they were worried that the orioles were next i didn't realize I asked how far was memorial stadium there because i just thought maybe it was next door it wasn't it's was far away oh wow but um, they, they talked about larry lucchino his yeah. name comes up and they talked about you know how proud they are of this ballpark that they have, as you said, it's the original of all the throwbacks, and they're almost all throwbacks outside of Dodger Stadium and Wrigley Field and Fenway. They, everybody's done it, right? Yeah. Everyone's changed their ballpark since Larry did Camden. But um, again, the people were nice. A couple things that did just just mentioned. I know I posted it on Instagram. I don't know who saw it, but so we walk in. Baseball tours are one of those things Josh and I and Jake always talked about all the time. Jake was a huge baseball fan. We walk in, very first pitch, home run, White Sox, number 25. Hits How it out. cool is that? I saw that. That was cool. And then in the bottom of the first, number 25, home run. And mm-hmm. and uh, obviously, uh, you know, we, we talk about JP25 all the time. That was awesome. But we go to the ninth inning, and it's 3-2 White Sox. And uh, Liam Hendricks, who's the best yeah. closer in baseball, yeah. is pitching. And he's going against Kyle Stowers from Christian, Christian High School. Yeah. And uh, coach against his kid since he was like eight years old. Oh my gosh! Pops up left field foul territory. Guy drops it. Oh wow! Angle drops the fucking ball. Okay, and then you, you could hear Liam Hendricks. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Next pitch, O two count, home run, first home run of his career, right center field. Oh damn! And the Orioles go on to win this game. Anyway, it was the whole thing was was incredible. I really had a great time. I mean, that's great. I, there wasn't. I didn't have one bad day. And so if you sit there and you take a vacation and you go, yeah. well, what are you complaining about? There's absolutely zero to complain about. The food was great. The people were great. To, does Book Book still yeah, have Book's barbecue? Is there? Absolutely, yeah. it was there. The food was was awesome. Even the the hot dogs were good. Everything was was good. I recommend Camden if you're gonna, if you're one of those people that want to see different ballparks. Camden didn't disappoint at all. I will tell you, Petco Park is still the nicest one I've ever been to. Um, it's funny because we talk about from a Padres perspective, 
everybody we lost. Well, those yeah. guys all came from Baltimore. Yeah. Theo, Steinberg, Larry, right? Mike D. Yeah, Mike D, Sam Kennedy. Yeah. Like uh, Geff, they were, they were all part of that Orioles alumni. Yeah. I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if John Dever spent any time there. He, he might have, but like yeah. a lot of guys that came. Yeah. Basically, the guys that came and made an impact in San Diego all started in Baltimore. Yeah. And then went on to bigger things in Boston. And then Theo goes on to win it with the Cubs. Like, incredible. So Mike D becomes president of the Dolphins before he was president of the Padres. Yeah. And they've had great success. So uh, that's very, very cool. Turning it to the Padres. Yeah. Dennis Lynn wrote a fascinating, I think, mailbag tonight in The Athletic, or maybe it could be a day old, doesn't matter, I read it tonight. Dave, I'm telling you, I think the next six months for this baseball team are going to be really, really fascinating. Okay, I'm dying to know what you And think. there's a lot of me that feels like we did in 2016, watching the end of the Chargers when nobody wanted to believe it. And you you look at what Dennis wrote today and a couple of different things he was asked. Number one, is A.J. Preller coming back? He said, yeah, I think the Juan Soto deal buys him another year. Okay. And si he signed through 26. Seidler seems to love him. I would think, Dave, we've been very, very critical of A.J. on this show. Yeah. I think going out and getting Soto probably bought you some time. I don't have any, I don't have any problems with that. But then you start looking as he starts figuring out personnel on this team. Yeah. And you look at it and you go, this is going to be really wild. Yeah, I did not read what you're talking about right now, but it's funny. This is exactly the direction I wanted to go on the show tonight. So go ahead, finish well, what you're saying. I'll start with some of the, the issues. Number one, he says Josh Hader will be back as the closer of this team yeah. in 2023 because he said they've, they've wanted him for a very long time. They don't mind paying the money. They still think he's a dominant closer for whatever the issue is right now, mechanics. They're going to try to, I mean, if you saw him the other day, he looked like me out there. He couldn't, couldn't throw a strike. He's an ERA at 25. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Like, literally, I feel bad for him. I can't tell you the right. last time I, I felt agree. bad for a professional athlete. I feel bad for him. I would agree. Because he seems like a pretty cool guy that was excited to come here and make a contribution. And he can't. And he's there. But, Dave, then when you start going around and realizing, as Dennis points out, you're going to have changes at catcher. We've talked about that. Thank God. No doubt. Nola's gone. Whether, yep. whether or not uh, Alfaro's back is probably a question mark. And then Camposano, I guess we see where they're at. First base, Josh Bell, he says, is going to get too much money for what Scott Boris is going to ask for. He'll move on. Brandon Drury, we forget, is also a free agent. He'll move on. Cronenworthy says it's second, right? You figure Kim's going to be the shortstop until Fernando comes back. That's Well, hold on. What if Kim wins the gold glove? Yeah. I mean, there's a very good chance Kim could win the gold glove. Oh, that would be pretty... Well, I mean, it's maybe, pretty tough to move a gold glover. And that addresses the other thing, because Manny's at third. But remember, Manny can opt out after next year. Yep. And the way the money is going in this game, that's something to be aware of. Soto's your right fielder, but... For two uh, more years after this. Correct. Myers moves on. You have to assume, because Dennis wrote it, 
but it wasn't specific, said you're looking for at least one more starting outfielder. Well, Agreed. he's got to be referring to Grisham, right? Fuck yeah, dude. He's terrible. Um, Profar does have the ability to opt out. He, and you know what? He might. And if he does, good for him because this is the best year he's had. I mean, this Correct. isn't regular Profar, right? Correct. But you have to assume Grisham is out. Yes, now, whether I they, hope. Now, whether they look at... Okay, a, if Grisham, real quick. Grisham comes back. Are you pissed? Oh, completely. Yeah, good. That's, what it, that's where it stands by. We're all done with Grisham. Done. I'm done with this whole attitude, the whole thing. Gone. Get him out of here. But then you start looking, too, at pitching, right? Dave, is, is it a guarantee that Clevenger's back? No. No. I don't see how you bring Clevenger back unless you're getting an incredibly team-friendly deal. Like, really, I look at it and go... Three years, $21 million. But is Clevenger signing that deal? No way. No chance. No, he's a starting pitcher. He's, and he's a good starting pitcher. Manaya? At this point, I don't think anyone in San Diego wants Manaya back. Manaya's gone, so now two starters are down. Yep. And then the guy that we've talked about on this show a lot, who at the start, I remember we joked, probably a lot of people did, and every day, I heard Chris Sello say this, and I, I think he's spot on. Manny is the MVP of this team, but there would be some votes for Nick Martinez. Yeah, Nick Martinez was a great sign by Preller. And has the ability to opt out after this year and be a free agent. 100% he will. How can he not? Yeah. Right? So now, uh, Darvish and Snell each have one year left. That's next year. Yep. Then they're gone. And the starting pitchers that you have, I mean, Gore's not there anymore. Yep. Weathers is probably... Better as you said, you said uh, do anything you can because you burned the bridges and you broke that kid. Yeah, Morahone. I, I, I like him a lot, but they said they want him in a, as a reliever. Well, Dennis wrote tonight that the hope is to bring him back to a starter. I would like to see that. Yeah, but that's why you look at it and you go, "Holy cow!" Yeah, well, and and how long is Tatis out coming back from the shoulder? That's another good point. So well, here's here's the deal with everything you just said. It's one of those things I said on the Soto trade. You don't have a minor league system. Everything no. you're talking about fixing problems are all through money, through free yeah. agency. Yeah. And eventually, without a minor league system, it's not sustainable, you yeah. know, financially with any team. It could be yeah. the Dodgers, Yankees. It's not sustainable. I mean, this payroll is $230 million with the luxury tax. Well, and, and everybody, I mean, you went for it. Yeah, my you, uh, my yeah. son and I talked about it yeah. tonight, and he said... You went for it not knowing Tatis was going to fuck you. Absolutely. And I, I don't know how you hold that against AJ. You don't hold that against AJ. And I also don't, sorry, Dave. Yeah. You also didn't know Hader was going to completely fall apart. No, and I'm with you. You think he's going to get it back. But I tell you what, I've watched the Dodgers and Craig Kimbrell all year, and Kimbrell can't hold it. He, Kimbrell had to be removed in extra innings today. He kept walking everybody. Same Man. thing. He, he had to pull him out. And eventually, you got to win games. You know yeah. what the interesting thing was when Kimbrell was pulled out today? You know, usually the pitcher gives the manager the ball. Yeah. Dave Roberts had to stick his hand into his glove and take it out. Like, give me the fucking ball. You know the yeah. routine. Get out of here. You know the, get the fuck out of here. Go get a haircut. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, Raven. And so he goes, he's, you do the move. Yeah, I believe Hater is, is your closer eventually. That's why you acquired him, of course. Um, I, I love Juan Soto. You make really good points, and, or maybe Dennis Lynn did with Machado, possibly opting out. Maybe $30 million a year doesn't he seem does like their money. Nobody has talked about that, just you no. and I. Yeah, I, and I'm not sure. I, I'll be honest right. I think for Manny, it's, everything is going to be a decision on which direction he feels the club is going, going mm -hmm. up, going down. 
But when you look at, you have no minor league system anymore. I mean, they don't. They have nothing in the minor league system. No, not and, ready to come up. Yeah. Maybe you have guys at very low levels, but yeah. nobody that we know of at AAA that's ready to come in yeah. right now. So here's the deal. So many people say, well, what's the problem? Why isn't this thing working? I mean, there's a, there's a very good chance they don't make the postseason, period. Yeah. They don't make the postseason. So whether they do or they don't, let's, uh, let's just play the card that they don't make the postseason. Well, they've changed everything, man, since mm-hmm. Preller's been there. They've changed multiple managers. Three. Yep. Changed multiple managers. They've, at the same time, they've changed players, mm-hmm. right, all the way through. Overhauled the whole roster. The whole roster. The coaching staff a million fucking times. You dopes who are listening to this shit right now. Yeah. It is not the coaches. It is never the hitting coach. A hitting coach Seven doesn't teach you how to nine hit. nine years. Seven batting coaches in nine yeah. years. Yeah. So, look, a hitting coach doesn't teach you how to hit. He teaches you how to get back on track. Yeah. That's what, he, that's what he's there for. He says, this is what worked for you in the past. This is what you, all of a sudden, you fell out of and why you aren't doing well. But you guys always blame the pitching coach and the hitting coach. And yeah. I think Nabil is a great, great yeah. coach. Honestly, he, the fact that he can't fix haters is interesting because yeah. he, he seems to make everybody better. I think that was one of the best hires they've ever had. Um, but you go through this whole thing now with the Padres. Bob Melvin's an experienced manager. No more of this you know, yeah. tingler shit. None of this. Andy Green. Pat Andy Murphy. Green stuff. Yeah. So, again, it's not Bob Melvin's fault that they're 20 games out. Right. They finished 28 games out a year ago. There's a good chance they can finish 28 games out yeah. this year, too. That's not Bob Melvin. With Melvin's, a better roster. With a better, with a better roster. The Dodgers, at the same time, when you talk about tipping your hat, They've won 44 of the last 54 games. It's unbelievable. They're on fucking fire. They, yeah. They're still in their loss column, still in the 30s. With no Bueller. With no Bueller. Now Gonsolin's out. And yeah. Kershaw's out. They've gone through this whole damn thing. No no Bauer. They lost Scherzer, yeah. all that shit. Doesn't matter. That's the Dodgers, and eventually that will be the team that you say we got to eventually beat them to say we're actual contenders. But overall, going into next year is, is what you're saying. I agree with every one of your, your moves. You got it. Bell's not the guy. No. At first. And why would you spend $20 million or $18 million on Bell? No, as Dennis Lynn pointed out, it's the easiest position to fill. I, I agree. Whether it's, uh, He talked about McGill Sano. No chance I do that. Yeah. Absolutely. You see him all the time. Absolutely zero chance I do that. Yeah. One of the great disappointments. Uh, you talk about a guy who was a top three prospect in all of baseball. Yep. And... Work ethic, whatever you want to say about Sano, absolutely not, unless you're getting him on a three-year deal for 500 k a year. I would not invest. I mean, they used to talk about Jesus Aguilar, a few guys like that. He just got DFA'd. Did he? Yeah, the Marlins DFA'd him. Well, I I mean, maybe that's your guy, right? But, I mean, if the Marlins are are designating you for assignment, that's not really a bright future. Uh, To me, I think Cronenworth gets moved. In the offseason. He should. I, He's, you know, his, his production has gone down three years in a row. Yeah, I think Cronenworth is a guy that you're looking at. You go, you don't have a lot of things left that you can move. To me, Cronenworth is a guy you can move because if Tatis is really set on coming back and playing shortstop, then you slide Kim over to second. He could play yeah. a pretty solid second base. Uh, I, I think that's what you have to start looking You don't have anything else, really. You've traded everything, right? The yeah. Lowers, the, the Cal Quantrills. Yeah, the Renfros, those guys have all moved on. Um, I think you have to look. A lot of them have done well since moving on. Yeah. Even Luis Urias has done well. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to look at Brandon Drury is going to move on. Yeah. He's on. I, I mean, he's just going to move on. You don't have a spot for him. You, you've got much bigger needs. Myers is gone. Yeah. For sure. Um, 
But that's why I look at it and go, man, these these next 30 days are really fascinating. Drew Pomeranz, ever going to pitch again? Jesus, man. I mean, it's almost like you get pissed every time you hear his name because I, you're like, dude, what the fuck? Scraby asked Ello a funny question today. He said, what happens first? Hater gets it straightened out or we see Drew Pomeranz? And Ello goes, hater, 100%. Yeah. They'll get it figured out. He's been too long. I don't know. So, don't know. okay, so for me, I'm not, I'm not a Preller fan. I've made it clear. And I gave up on Preller after his first year. Mm-hmm. And the reason is he went for it and he was all in and everyone was excited. I'm like, great. You bring in Matt Kemp, you bring in all these guys. Will Middlebrooks. You bring in the Upton Brothers, the whole deal. Yeah. You bring in everybody, and everyone's excited. Mm-hmm. And then one year later, you fucking throw everything away. Not even a year. You yeah. throw it all away. Yeah. Fire Bud Black, the whole deal. Everything is gone. And I'm like, dude, what is your what is your mission statement? Like, yeah. what was your plan? Like, what, what are you doing? You traded all these guys away to get these guys, yeah. and now you're starting all over. Like, you literally set the franchise back years by doing this. And so you go through it, and I'm like, this guy doesn't have a fucking plan. And then his managerial hires were bizarre. Yeah. And you go, going, this, this fucking guy doesn't know what he's doing. And he gets everybody excited because we all get excited. He flips the roster over all the time. Every other year, he flips the roster over. Yeah. And you go, two years ago, remember how excited we were when we got NOLA and all this bullshit? Yeah. Well, no. And told Ty France to fuck off and everything else. The NOLA trade made no sense to me at all because you had just gave up uh, Fran Mill to get uh, Taylor Trammell. Yeah. And then you put Trammell in that deal for Nola. And, That's and, what I'm saying. There's no direction. There's no and, clear-cut direction. No, and it made no sense to me at that point where you're like, and, and not that Taylor Trammell, I mean, Ty France has played great, has but played he great. slowed so down So Hunter Renfro has played great. Yeah, I mean, I think Ty France, I just saw in like the last 40 at-bats, is hitting like 138. Or, wow. I mean, yeah. and maybe even, might be 140 at-bats. It was pretty extensive, but still. Yeah, they say when Nola came here, his OPS was like in the high 900s, and like now it's like, like 500. Yeah. Adam Frazier, complete shit. You're right. Went straight to shit. Fuck happened to Musgrove. Yeah. Musgrove has not won since June 16th. Dude, he, Musgrove, Manaya, Clevenger. Like, I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have three, but Blake Snell's done after next year. Yeah. Blake Dar- Snell will be a Mariner. Uh, Darvish. He doesn't even hide it. Yeah. I mean, Darvish to me is interesting, right? Yeah. Because whatever he is, 34, 35. He's older than that. I think Darvish is closer to 40 than he is to 35 when that contract runs out. I mean, man. Darvish is, is outstanding. You know, it it, it's funny. He's outstanding. Two-year extension yep. for Darvish? I think Darvish would want to stay here. Darvish has yeah. has a kid that's in high school, or will have a kid in high school kid very soon. Way. And uh, he just had a kid, didn't he? Yeah. He just had a kid this weekend, didn't he? So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think Darvish actually likes San Diego. I don't know why he told the kid to go sign with uh, – um, sign with the cubs <laughs> but yeah. so so he was born in 1986 was darvish darvish is 36 years old right now okay so the contract expires he'll be 37 years old yeah man i mean still dealing yeah he's Wait, he, yes he's dealing gets through seven all the time so i mean when you look at those guys extend snell no no and again i don't think now that snell hates san diego but snell man is like one player you always hear about tells you how much he loves seattle yeah, which is great. Go have fun up there. We'll never see you again. <laughs> and, uh, I'll see you in the World Series, asshole. See you at spring training. But you just go, man, what happens, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what you do or where you plug it. Are you are you sold on Preller? Again, he's the only common denominator that's left. For me right now, I'm going to ride with him. I, I can't. Dude, do you he, ride with him the way Sidler's riding with him? Like, Sidler is 100% in on him. He cannot say enough nice things about him. I 
clearly was not that because I wanted him fired going into the offseason because I thought he was clearly the problem. But when you're able to go out and make deals for guys that history says should improve your team in Josh Bell, Soto, Hayter, yeah. and then bringing in a guy like Brandon Drury as an extra piece, I, yeah, I mean, it's what I, I was saying. My son Jack's all in on the Padres, and we were talking about it tonight. And he said, so where are you at if Gore or um, James Wood, right, Robert Hassel, what if one of those guys turns out to be an all-star? What if two of them? I go, man, you went and got two and a half years of Soto. You were going for it this year. This was the window for everybody. I said, you got to go for it. Don't you have to go for it for at least the next two years, like be all in just to keep, well, hopefully have a chance for Soto and keep Machado? Yeah, I mean, it's what You're I said. You're selling those two guys. It's what I said when the trade happened is I really thought it set up big for 23. Yeah. But, like, the pitching, I mean, goddamn, man. You went out and got Manaya. Like, Manaya, you, we I was a huge was, fan. Right. I love that move. Got, you went out and got Clevenger. Yeah, right? lo- love we that got, move, too. Right. So, I mean, once it's done, you have to go. There, there are definitely a few trades. The Seattle trade made no sense to me at all. The Adam Frazier trade made no sense unless you really thought Hosmer was out, and that's what I have to figure he thought was that Hosmer was moving on. But who will ever know? But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not – I will not be, for the first time in probably three years, I will not be part of the fire preller bandwagon. So when I was in uh, Baltimore last, uh, this a couple of days ago, when I went to the game, the number one jersey worn there, Manny mm-hmm. Machado. Really? People love Manny. Love yeah. Manny in, in Baltimore. Disappointed that they just, you know, had to trade him off to the Dodgers at the time in, in 2018. Yeah. And then uh, my Uber driver on the way to the airport, I go, what's your favorite team? And he goes, Padre fan. I go, wow. no way. I go, why? Yeah. He goes, I'm from the Dominican. Oh, nice. He goes, they got my guys. He goes, I'm yeah. a Padre fan all in. He was really, really upset with Tatis. Yeah. And uh, and, he, and I said, yeah, I go, people in San Diego are very upset, too, of what's going on with Tatis. Did you hear Seidler talk about Tatis? I heard he... He kind of gave him a pass. Yeah. Kind of disappointed, I'll be honest with you, gave him that easy of a pass. What he says publicly and what he says privately could be two separate I things. hope so. Uh, is my feeling. I, I don't see any benefit in him coming out and burying him publicly. Uh, I felt like watching Tatis in the press conference last week, he looked like a guy who'd been kneading the nuts. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling, whether Peter did it, I do think AJ laid into him. I do too. I really do. I think AJ laid into him, and he was not, he looked like a guy who'd been smacked around a little bit. So somebody got to him. I mean, when he said, oh, I'll do that shoulder surgery after I'm never having surgery. Exactly. Somebody smacked the shit out of him. And yep. he needed it. So uh, for Peter to do that, all part of the the recovery, you know, get him back on track. Nothing. Uh, that's all right with me. I, um, it's been an interesting time. I mean, here, in, not only, you know, in San Diego yeah. to tease and what's going on nationally now with the uh, Buffalo Bills punter, former San Diego State punter. Terrible and that story. all of a sudden, that here we are, not a sports town, but people can't stop talking about us. Uh, the Matt Arise story is awful, and it's you hear a lot of people with a lot of opinions, right? A lot of, lot of pontificating the last few days on that whole story. And the question is, who knew what? When did they know it? the whole thing? Well, San Diego State, I, I thought this afternoon, Brady Hoke and J.D. Wicker show up for a press conference to talk about the Arizona game. 
I, I don't know how two guys, I don't know J.D. Wicker. Clueless. Yeah, I know Brady Hoke. You know Brady. Yep. Brady's a good man. I don't know how Brady thought that he was going to walk into that press conference and not answer any questions about Arizona. And quite honestly, if they had asked questions about Arizona, they should tear up everybody's exactly credential. Right. It'd be disgusting. I, I don't know what Brady knew, if Brady knew anything. I have no idea to know what J.D. Wicker knew, if J.D. Wicker knew anything. The, San Diego State, what they should have done a week ago, by the way, but they wait till today. First off, those two guys walk out of the press conference. What a minor league Bush move yeah. by two guys. Stand there and take it. Yeah. Okay? You both have been through some things. You stand there and you take it. And even if you say, if Brady Hoke says one thing, if that had happened on my watch and I knew it, no matter how good any player is, they're not on my team. I didn't know. Like McDermott tried to do with the Bills? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But Where, the Bills thing is, see again, Dave. Now, this is, a, again, this is a national story. I was just yes. back east. This was on the news in oh, Baltimore. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Again, I don't know who knew what. The two attorneys are so embarrassing. The attorney for Matariza, the the attorney for the girl, if you've paid any attention to local media for the last 25 years, these two can't wait to get their faces in front of the camera. So I don't give any credibility to either one of these two. What, what ultimately, something happened to that girl. When you see the pictures of what happened to that 17-year-old girl, I, I just, as a parent, it makes you physically ill. And... And what I look at is, I couldn't give, well, I shouldn't say that. I almost said I don't care about Matariza, but I should. Everybody's entitled, as somebody that was married to a public defender for 15 years, everybody's entitled to their day in court. And at some point, Matariza will get that opportunity. He's being judged in the court of public opinion right now. You can say that's right or you can say it's wrong. Yep. But for me, I look at what happened to a 17-year-old girl. Those pictures and those stories are just horrendous and gruesome. And it makes me question, but I, I question because I don't know. How, how, that's really the timeline that we're looking at? Like, 10 months? Yeah. You have a 17, you have a minor that is saying, this is what happened, the pictures and, and what she claims. And again... We respect STP, whoever, don't give a fuck. Something happened to that girl. And it just seems like there's a lot of questions about the timeline as to who knew what and when did they know it. And I don't know the answer. I don't know what San Diego State knew. I don't know what SDPD did. San Diego State says tonight that they went along with everything that they were asked to do by the PD, they provided all the information. Again, take it for what it's worth. You know, some of the Aztec fans are ridiculous and embarrassing. Hundred percent. And I tell you what, I was I had this conversation with my son because when he was a college football player, and the police came in to talk to the University of Alabama, and they talked yeah. about situations just like this, and about recording anyone that you have sex with and getting right. their consent. consent on their phone. Right. And, you know, the guy's like, are you serious? You want me to record the girl saying I'm willing to have sex with you? And they said, 100% we do. You know, you, to protect yourself. Well, he's not, 
I want to be careful what I say, because as I said, nothing's been determined what the truth is here. It's very easy to be reckless. And I don't want to do that for sure. And I'm looking at Matarizo's parents come out today, and I understand right now they're they're freaking out and everything else, and he, of course, has made an opinion. And here's the story for me is who knew what when? Yeah, right. And as you just said, we like Brady Hoke. I like Brady Hoke when he's on my show. I like Brady Hoke as a friend. I don't know shit about Brady Hoke. I'm going to tell you right now, Brady Hoke's not my friend. Okay, yeah. he doesn't send me Christmas cards. I don't hang out with him. Nothing like that. Do I think Brady Hoke turned down, a, turned around a football program? Yeah, I do. That has nothing to do with what no. we're talking about right now. We're talking about anybody who has a kid that sends their kid off to school. Right. And if for Jeff and me, especially, are are two guys that um, get extremely upset when you talk about people who can't defend themselves. This is a situation where here's a girl that is claiming she couldn't defend herself. It's very easy to get frustrated. I don't have a daughter. You don't have a daughter. But no. at the same time, the story that is coming out is extremely sad. Don't, Disturbing. What I say right now, you're going to go, oh, you're, you're, you're jumping. I'm not jumping. Because if it comes out that Brady Hoke knew, that J.D. Oh. Wicker knew, it's the same shit as Penn State. Gone. You, you're fucking gone. Get you the are fuck gone. out of here. J.D., Brady, they're all gone. Get Anybody fuck- who knew anything Get- 10 months ago is gone. Yeah. Now, right now... We don't know that. No, we don't. But that's my thing. That, that's that's the question for me. Yeah. Is, of course, you want you wish this never happened because that girl's life's never going to be the same. So, you, but at the same time, if this has been a 10-month cover-up, fucking you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. And as, a, as an alum, as someone that lives in San Diego, yeah, this is embarrassing as shit. I'm watching literally news out of Atlanta, and they're doing a story on this. Yeah. I'm watching news in Baltimore. They're doing a story on this. And you're going... Holy shit, this is a it, big national fucking story. And it's not about punting footballs anymore. No, but it, it's such, it's such, uh, it, it's, yeah, right now. There are guys with the, the Buffalo Bills could be in the same situation as San Diego State, by the way, because her attorney claims the NFL knew correct. and the Buffalo Bills knew. And I got news for you. It makes sense on where he was drafted. He is a guy that was the best kicker in college football goes in the sixth round. See, that's what I kept saying. That's what I kept asking because everybody has private investigators and a couple of different shows today. It might've been Darren's show. I respect where they said it. I didn't hear it, but they were saying that certain teams only had one punter on the board. Yeah. I think Darren made reference to something that, that John Harbaugh said is that we're just at a point anymore where we just don't take chances character wise anymore and some interesting things, but look, I, I don't know what happened, right? To me, I look at it and I go, did we do right by the girl? Yeah, that's that's the question. Did did we do right by the girl? Because that's the thing, when a crime is committed on a 17-year-old girl that's there, and whether it's a 17-year-old girl, a 47-year-old girl, or an 87-year-old girl, did we do right by the victim? In this city, in this community where we all grew up where we all pay our taxes did we do the right thing right because if we did the right thing by the girl and if playing devil's advocate for Matariza's side he's cleared did we do the right thing for Matariza? did we if he ultimately didn't have anything to do with the situation did we do the right thing by him I don't know the answer to that I really don't and you look at it I Dave, think it's that's the safest thing to say that's how I mean and why should you take a side right now? No, I you shouldn't. I, I shouldn't. Yeah, I San Diego don't. State alums are are want to take a side. People that go to the school that root for the Aztecs want to take a side. You don't know shit. No, you don't and, know shit. 
And Don't like, embarrass yourself. And like I said, there's so many issues right now. The two attorneys are incredibly embarrassing, right? They're having, a, I mean, a Twitter fight. You know, the, the, the girl's attorney, if I was that girl's parents, I'd fire that guy immediately. He, he's not helping you. He's a joke. When he's going on social media and, you know, I get it. They're upset because Matt Ariza's attorney did say on Channel 8 to Carlo Cicchetto, hey, we think it's a cash grab. Well, if I'm a parent of a 17-year-old girl and somebody says that, yeah, I'm upset. But for somebody who is somebody who's has an attorney that represent me insanely well, doesn't even use social media for anything. Uh, actually, I have two of them, and I'll hype them right here. Um, Dave Demersion, who I love like a brother, helped me in my divorce and is one of my favorite guys. Dave Demersion would never do anything to embarrass me. We talked about everything. When I was in the car accident, uh, Dan Fulkerson from Bata Fulkerson, because my ex is friends with people in that office, the guys at Bata Fulkerson have been great. And, and Dan and Tyler and Bata, I think it's Paul Bata, Dude, and everybody in their office have treated me so well. They're never going to go on social media like um, the girl's attorney did and say, hey, stand up, sit up straight when you're on TV. <clears throat> That's what he wrote on Twitter. That's ridiculous. And if I'm the parent of a 17-year-old girl that is trying to put her life back together and, and there's a lot of things going on, and quite honestly, if I'm Matt Arise's family, I'm looking and going, is this guy really getting our message across? I don't know. That's their decision. I wouldn't. I'd fire both of them because I find them to be a joke as somebody that knows a lot of good attorneys that really go in and work hard and do it. But the timeline just is really, really strange. And maybe it's, Dave, we're not around that, thank God. Uh, but it just feels like 10 months, 11 months to get something resolved. I, on San Diego State with an underage girl to say either yay or nay feels like a long time. There are a couple things that are embarrassing in that timeline right there. If I, again, we'll, I'll just go with the action and let's say everything is, is true on what she's saying. San Diego blew it. The whole city fucking blew it because it, it was at, the story they said was out there. Yeah, I I got news for you. I heard about this story. I yeah. knew about this story ten months oh, ago. You know, so I'm like, where where is the people that cover this team? Where are the people in the newspaper? Where are the people on TV? Why did it take the LA Times to fucking bring everything out? It was very well known. From what I heard on the campus at San Diego State. Yeah. From people that didn't even play football. Yep. That his name had been put out there. Does that make him guilty? No. no. Of course not. But anyone who claims they... First, I've heard of this. Come on. Boy, athlete, athletes at San Diego State knew it, have known it for a while. Um, and that's concerning. But it is concerning. It's, uh, it, it's absolutely concerning. But I concerning. agree with you, Dave. If, if it turns out... That people within that athletic department knew and no action was taken while the investigation was going on, they should be fired. And that's a shame. I mean, honestly, God, that's that it's a shame for so many different aspects that, of it. But when all of a sudden you have guys that are hey, it's supposed to be leading San Diego State into a new era that said, you know what, there are more important things for us to act like we don't know what's going on because we got a new stadium going and we got a football season starting and we have so many things to look forward to that this isn't what we need. So we're gonna act like it's not there. Which is sad because there's so many girls who don't come forward because they're afraid of it going against them this way. Yeah. I know. I hate to say it. I know two girls who, who have been raped. Yeah. And their lives haven't been the same. Uh, J.D. Wicker, to his credit, did come back and answer questions. He had to. Well, Someone that, turned yeah. him around and said, get your ass back in there. Yeah, get in there. 
Uh, that again, I don't know. Shady Worker I mean, was like the guy in uh, in Trading Places. Yes. Yeah. Get in there. Keep trading. But, Holy shit. I mean, how the fuck, if you have any common sense at all, do you walk in there? Hey, guys, who's singing the anthem? Huh? If you get Jason Mraz, you two fucking dickheads. Jesus Christ. And and Dave, like you said, I mean, I, I get it. I, I, fuck it. I, let's just see how it all plays out. You but, know, yeah, I flipped over. Rise, I, I flipped over to uh, to ninety seven three. Coach, I, I didn't hear Coach talk about anything at all. I had, uh, I think it was Ello and Gwen had Bryce on. Oh yeah, who was outstanding? Today. Who was yeah. outstanding? Bryce was outstanding. Um, then I flip over to thirteen sixty, and they're the home of the Aztecs, and it was embarrassing, and I had to change it because I was just get pissed off. I was like, look, well, Darren handled it. I heard I didn't Darren, hear did, Darren, Darren did a great I didn't, job. I didn't, I didn't hear it. Darren and Marty were very good. I didn't hear Darren. I'm, I'm talking later on, and and man, I love those guys that that host in the afternoon. But I understand your, your partnership with San Diego State. This is the time, and you you play it down the fucking middle because yeah, you, you do. don't want to be associated on the wrong side. You just don't. Just let things play out. It's doesn't. It's not going to get you fired if you let things play out. Yeah. Fuck. You don't. I'll. Uh, we're back here Wednesday night. I'll I'll check around and see. Is that the normal time frame? Like, it's really weird, right? SDPD, the way SDPD handled it, I don't know. What's the deal with on-campus guys at San Diego State? You know what I mean? I never understood what the on-campus police do. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. any of this shit goes. Dude, there was a time, yeah, I don't know, break-up parties, keggers. I mean, they don't, uh, I don't know. Man, I love San Diego State. That's the thing. I, I don't I, want to sit here. No, that's I what know I'm you saying. do too. Yeah, I do. It's it's my, a, they're literally it should, my favorite team in San, my favorite team in San Diego. It should be such a fun week with Saturday being here. Like yesterday, if you got the Union Tribune, I rarely I, I get the digital edition, right? But yesterday I went out and bought the physical copy of the paper because I Jay Posner's retiring after a long time. Yeah. But Jay How's Jay leaving before Canapa? A lot of people are asking that. Um, but um, Jay's a throwback and the problem is for a lot of us like my man Pete and Point Loma we love throwback things and some of those are special sections right yeah and Jay is a guy that did it and did it really well there would be a special section at the start of the NFL season right there'll be something that breaks it all down and there'll be and at the start of Chargers season, it was always so much fun. There were so many different articles written by so many different writers on a variety of different subjects. It could be Josh Lewin. It could be John Spanos. It could be Tom Telesco, right? It could be uh, Philip Rivers. It could be Jaleel yeah. Adai. I mean, there were just great right. stories that were out there that really put you in the mood. And they did it again yesterday with the Sunday paper where they had about a, I don't know, eight to 10 section special section on the building of Snapdragon Stadium. And it, Kirk Kenny went to one spot and took a picture, probably just using his phone, and it was kind of fun. Even though they're the, it's not the highest quality pictures, when you look at all those pictures that we followed online for two years and he puts it all together and it shows it, like, that was really cool. That game's on CBS. Channel 8, first time that I can remember, and you and I are former employees over there. Yeah. Saturday at 12 o'clock noon, Channel 8, John Howard, Aztec alumni, is hosting an Aztec pregame show. 
And then at 12.30, it goes to, or whatever the time is, yeah. who knows. It goes to Channel 8, and then they're national right in prime time. Opening the Snapdragon Stadium. That is great. But, I, yeah, I was incredibly disappointed in Brady and JD today because they should have just stood there. And, I mean, goddamn, Fernando Tatis, say what you want. Tatis went and sat and got kicked in the balls for about 25 minutes and never walked out. Knew it was coming. Yeah, well, San Diego State act like they didn't know it was coming. Huh? <laughs> I thought we were going to... Hey, Mike May? I thought there were going to be questions about uh, the goddamn flying lions. Like <laughs> what Bryce said. Why in the hell would we ask questions about an opponent that's not even in the same conference? Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Wait, we're just going to enjoy our Quizno sandwiches? Move on. Say well, what you want us to say. Well, what the fuck does J.D. Wicker know about Arizona? <laughs> hey, J.D., do you miss the three three five that Rocky Long used to run? Shithead. <laughs> Four eyes. Has <laughs> anyone ever called Four Eyes anymore? <laughs> hey, Four Eyes, you little denying son of a bitch. I didn't have a question. I just wanted that on the record. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen in the next uh, few weeks, months. How long does that this take plays to play off. out? I have no idea. That's a, it's a good question. I was just thinking, man, that we were, you know, 3,000 miles away when the Joe Paterno-Penn State thing happened and everybody was showing the fucking door, and that's what would happen well, here. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be a huge part of the story, but Saturday should have been pretty fun. You haven't been on CBS Big Channel 8 in a long time. Yeah, of course. And that should be really, really fun. How can it not be part of the story? Yeah. Right? It happened on campus. Yeah. And that's a drag for everything they did to get that deal done. So we well, only see the Buffalo Bill story was we you know, we called twelve teams and none of them knew anything. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, is hold on. Because her attorney says we called the NFL and we told every team. Yeah. So that's not true at all. What the Buffalo Bills are doing, and then all of a sudden McDermott finally shows up and says that we talked to Matt today and thought it would be best for him and our organization if we cut ties right now but the bills can say whatever they want same thing happens in buffalo people would be upset too go wait a yeah. second we have a guy that's accused of rape on well, our team in what, our small town one of my closest friends is from buffalo yeah. he's been a bills fan since a little kid super excited right just based on the connection like hey somebody from your hometown is coming to my team that's great uh, and said the other day get the fuck out of here yeah Get the fuck out of here. I mean, read the story in the Times. Again, I don't know what people think of the LA Times. I don't know what you think of any of it. I got to be honest. I couldn't give less of a fuck. I look at it as a parent of two high school sophomores that in a couple of years have the opportunity. I, I worked with somebody, Dave, that every day when she left would tell us, make good decisions, right? Yeah. Make good decisions. And we always laughed because it felt... Very maternal to say that. But I say to my sons every day, there's so many opportunities you get in high school and, and as you get into your junior and senior year and then you get into college, you're going to have more things thrown at you. And what's going to separate you from a lot of other people is the decisions that you make. And, and I heard somebody say, how does a 17-year-old girl end up at a college party? We, we all do you talk? Who, who asked that question? We all ended up at college. Parties. We all tried to. Right. It was a goal. Every, all the time. When we were at 
San Diego, my senior year, we always wanted to go to San Diego State yeah. parties. You wanted that opportunity to go down, and yeah, shocker. You were going because there were beers involved, and and we weren't doing anything heavier than that. I would say it on this show. I don't hide anything. And there were girls that wanted to go to those parties with us, too, because they were bored with the scene, if you can believe that, <laughs> uh, in Encinitas and wanted to go to college parties. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't. There was never a part when this story came out where I looked at it and said, well, what was she doing? No, it happens a lot. And I probably, there's probably parties that happened on campus. Last night I was down in that area because everybody's moving in. And all kinds of, man, down in the college area last night, it was buzzing. We cut through to get my kids home. And right on college, you know, last couple of months, you drive through college, all the restaurants are closed. Man, it was a Sunday night at 30, 9 o'clock. Everybody's in the restaurants. People are walking around. There was a buzz. It felt like a game night. Yeah. It was great. And you go, oh, that's because everybody's getting moved in. Everybody's ready to roll. And and that was it. But, yeah, I'm sure there's been a lot of parties since that night. And they don't tend to check IDs when you get in there. No, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy that's going to help you out with getting out of debt. That's really important right now. So many people are concerned with what's going on financially. It's like that all the time, but especially it seems like this year, people right now all of a sudden just caught up with them. And here we are in August and they're going, man, what am I going to do? Dan is your guy to talk to. Look, don't be embarrassed. Dan has walked many people through the answer. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. So important to have credit on your side to be able to do things. You might have seen the story today that rents have started to come down in Los Angeles. Don't even bother reading the article. No offense to whoever wrote it. Yeah. But they the headline tries to make you think like, hey, you can rent a two-bedroom apartment in Los Angeles, which means you can do it in Pacific Beach for $240 a month. Fuck no. <laughs> the amount of money that it takes to rent is off the charts, trust me, from somebody who looks... And so you look at it and you say, well, why would I pay for somebody else's mortgage when I could pay my own? And I know a lot of you have said, I can't pay for my own mortgage because I can't get approved for a loan. We'll let Dan Williams help you uh, start getting the proper procedures in place. That's why we talk about borrow smart, repay smart. You can do that. Next thing you know, uh, Dan will be working with our friend Brian Williams and get you in that house of your dreams. Brian Curry. Or Brian Curry. What did I say? Brian Williams. Brian Williams from uh, NBC? Yeah. <laughs> he, he talked about being in helicopters, but Brian Curry actually went there. <laughs> Sorry, Freudian slip. Brian Curry is your guy to help you find that perfect home. Again, he's working with Dan right now. He's been doing this more than 25 years. He's the guy that knows the communities throughout San Diego better than anyone. Puts you in the right community make you happy if it's your last home that you buy if it's your first home that you buy brian's your guy also he will get you the most for the house that you currently own oscar congratulations to brian and his son dylan yeah big win over east lake the other night now oh, two and zero on the wow. season for the poway titans brian's uh things are going really well things can go really well for you if you give brian curry a call recommend it 619-251-1588 619-251-1588 uh starting wednesday through sunday it's supposed to be the hottest week of the year Oh, fuck. Doesn't matter where you live. Carlsbad, it's going to be 90. So being out in East County, anywhere, or South County, it's just going to be hot. 
So I do have bad news for you. Brian can help find a house anywhere you want to live except for the San Clemente Islands. I don't believe <laughs> that there's any housing developments out there. Uh, I might just do what Dave sniffed in, just buy a houseboat, Dave. Is I that what he did? Yeah, I bought a houseboat. Look at him. And it's called Off the Air. <laughs> so, right? I wonder if Brian Curry can help me find a houseboat. How would I like that lifestyle? Just sitting there? Yeah. Playing yacht rock all day? Why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Right, every day, I'm on the water. Shit. Laughing at everybody in here. It'd be great. Who else, who else lives on the water down there? Who do you think lives on that water down there with me? Lola Falana? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm telling you, man, you guys all laugh. Starting Wednesday, you're going to be like, any more houseboats for sale? Shit. I don't know if Brian can sell one. But if not, I'll go back. Who's downtown again? There's something about downtown. Yep. It's all full of piss and shit. It is. It's a wreck down there. All these people yeah. just yelling at the moon. I told you, I watched a guy about three weeks ago downtown. I was walking to the Padre game. Guy had parked a white Porsche right on. It's got to be 10. What comes north? 11th. So he was parked kind of like at 11th and Market. There's like a grocery outlet right yeah. there. He was coming north on 11th. He was inside the store. Homeless guy just smashes a bag of... <laughs> Uh, ruffles like cheddar cheese, that one, and it's just pouring them over oh, porch. The, on the white porch. I was like, oh fuck, that's gonna suck when he comes out. Yeah, guy, I was like, I don't know what happened. Maybe the guy said something or asked for change, and the guy was like, no. The guy just takes this huge, like, eighty ounce bag of chips. Oh my god, and uh, pours them over the white porch. All these people are like. Nobody gave a fuck. They'll laugh it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, we won't get you in that area, no. but Brian Curry will find you the right home and uh, maybe a signed picture from Brian Williams. <laughs> That's so funny. We, um, By the way, when I was in Baltimore, they have a major problem with shootings. I think I told you yeah. this before. So I asked, we watched The Wire. Yeah, there are crazy, uh, crazy issues with shootings. They had a huge press conference with the mayor and the police right. and saying, yeah, we got to cut down on these shootings. It's out of control. Mm-hmm. Dude, 20 minutes after they had this huge press conference, there was a, a, a mass shooting. 20 minutes later, some guy in a wheelchair got shot. Just a random guy. Yeah, I'm assuming uh, the people watching the press conference were not the same people committing no. the crime. <laughs> well, no, we're, we're, Just my guess. We're absolutely not. Um, once again, I want to mention Taylor May Pools. As Jeff just mentioned, how hot it's going to be in the next couple of days. Look, Alan Taylor's your guy. You're going to wish you would have called him already, but you got to get it on his calendar. I don't know what to tell you. Perfect pools. You can't find a guy who's going to come up with a pool like he does. Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor's your guy. Ask about available financing. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Yeah, I'd like to know what a lot of you that have ignored the message for the last four months, what exactly are you going to be doing Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? You could be out back hosting lizard races. Goddamn idiots. <laughs> Getting lean one there, Sparky. Ah! And when he bites you, good. You deserved it. Ah, uh, yeah, it's going to be super hot. It's fine. We have uh, the non drought welcoming ice plant in our backyard. Boring. Nobody cares. Your kids hate you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. TaylorMade pool would be great. Unfortunately, he can't build it for you in 11 hours. Nope. Because you were lazy. It. But it feels like every summer it gets hotter. So sure get does. it done now. Have it for the fall, for the winter. And then when spring gets here, before you know it, 
Padres are already 18 games back in May of next year. <laughs> Won't matter because you can just relax in the grotto in your brand new tailor-made pool. Kyle Flukers, you want to talk to when it comes to websites, building great websites over and over again. We want to make sure your website's working up to the way it should. You know, you guys know by now which websites bring in a ton of traffic and they're easy to navigate. Kyle's the guy to do that for you. He's done it for us, DaveAndJeffShow.com, Jake'sProjects.org. Again, Kyle's been... Uh, Great for us. Not only does was he do great work for you, but great for us through Jake's projects as he's one of our board members. And uh, he always asks me, hey, make sure you mention it every time you mention my name. So again, jakesprojects.org doing great things. Uh, chance for you to uh, help a child out. If it's not your own, somebody you might know in the neighborhood, please have them reach out to us. We'll be happy to help. Yeah, so many things that can be done. But I think, Dave, we say you go out, man, traffic is crazy. Is San Diego Unified Finally started school again today. For my kids, it started on August 4th. They're like, what? <laughs> um, but we went to the mall the other day, right? People are out and about. Which one? Uh, went to Parkway Plaza. Okay. We're at Grossmont Center all the time. There's always people there. We went to the movies the other day. Super fun. What we, did you say? We saw the movie Fall. Was it good? Who was in it? Fall was a story about two girls, and they're rock climbing, uh, this is the start of the movie. They're climbing the side of one of those big mountains, right? And there's a tragedy that happens, and the two girls kind of take about a year off. The one girl's really, really upset, so her friend says, hey, um, to get you back in the game, we're going to go and we're going to climb the, the tallest TV tower, like the, lo- the highest TV tower. Yeah. And it's the story of these two girls that are climbing like this 2,400 foot tower and then they start climbing it, shenanigans start to occur. But I hate open heights. Yeah, me too. I hate open heights. So my son, Jack, who has just, I I feel like Jack, Jack might've been embalmed. (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? Remember, did you ever have biology where you just stuck that, where you you dissected the frog? Yeah, of course. I'm pretty sure Jack has that same just rubber in his veins. Nothing happens. His brother and I both hate heights. So Cade and I are sitting next to each other in this movie, and there's two older ladies in front of us that had to be in, like, their 70s. So these two ladies in their 70s are... I don't like this because they're they're filming it, and it's like GoPro, and they're 2,000 feet up, right? And Cade's telling me, my palms are sweating. And I'm telling him, I feel like needles are being stuck in the bottom of my feet. Like when things happen. And so the movie got a little goofy, right? If you could see it for seven, eight bucks. We had so much fun because we hated it. We hated it. Not because the storyline yeah. sucked. You had anxiety. It, anxiety. Yes, it was so great. So I think we paid like eight bucks for it. We didn't even know it was out. And half the people just walk out after the movie including my one dopey son, me, Cade, and these two grandmothers, we were exhausted. (laughs) Hey, how about that? (laughs) Complete blast. Like, it was awesome. And so, not a jam-packed theater, but the point of that being is people are still using e-commerce. I order stuff online all the time. Me too. And you order it and you get it because it's cost-efficient and it saves you the headache of having to go somewhere and, and deal with crowds or check out. 
So if your website's not delivering at the level you wanted to, give Flugs a call. He'll help you out. Absolutely. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We have a total of four. We have two from the 29th of August, two from the 30th, okay? Okay. The two on the 29th, they are no longer with us. The first one is Michael Jackson. Mike, oh. Oh, this is good. I really don't have any idea from an age standpoint how old he is. I'm going to say... Say, would he have been 64? Exactly right. Wow. Okay. Nothing but a wild guess on yeah. that. Uh, $500 million. $400 million. Wow. Okay. Next one, John McCain. Oh, damn. John McCain. Um, 79. 86. Oh, shit. That's yep. way off. Um, $10 million. 16 million. It's funny. Okay. I would have said more. Yeah. All right. Here we go. August 30th. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. I think went to school with Craig Elston. It's not a joke. Is that right? Yeah. Same school as Tony Gwynn. Uh, I'll say 54. 50 years old. Oh. Craig's like. Yeah. Well, there's a four year span in there. Uh, that's true. Okay. Um, you think he asked her out? I think she asked him out. <laughs> Um, She's taller than him, I bet. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to belittle my friend. Literally, I think he's smaller than her. Elston's the greatest. I bet he asked her out. God she just shot him down. <laughs> Craig's a closer. Okay. Don't you say that? Don't you say that? Uh, Did you see Cameron Diaz at the Super Bowl with uh, with Craig Elston, like she was with Alex Rodriguez? Well. Things have changed. Um, $25 million. Does Craig show up with a scarf around his neck at the high school reunion? Uh, nobody shows up with that soccer's ring. $778 of the best cubic zirconia you can get. Um, Wait, how old did you say? I said 50. How old did you say? How much did she worth? I'll say $30 million. $140 million. Holy shit. It yeah. was close. How about that? Good for her. All right, last one. And this one might be the wealthiest person I think we've ever had on birthdays. Okay. Warren Buffett. Oh, yeah. Um, 87? 92. God damn. 92. What do you get a guy that has that much money and that old? Candles. <laughs> um, Candles. What? I think it's Warren Buffett, the guy that says he eats McDonald's breakfast every day. I think so. Yeah. 70 billion. You're low. Can you believe that? $101 billion. Holy shit. Yeah. Why doesn't he buy the Angels? <laughs> right? He buy just the buys Dave, everybody. Just buy the buys Dave everybody. and Jeff show. <laughs> no kidding. We'll work for him. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Okay. Would you rather clean up someone else's vomit or their blood? Oh, blood. Me 100%. Too. Me too. I've done that. I've done both, actually. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. Well, clean fun. up vomit from your kid, right? Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. Oh, Vomit's man. disgusting. Okay, I got a great story. Go ahead. Um, the friend of ours that we were talking about earlier, she'll remain nameless. We we're just talking about the one right? that said always make good decisions. No, the one you asked me before the show. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, so we have a friend, Dave and I have a friend and she used to live, um, right down by Balboa park. So she would host these parties and, and so you would go and the parties were great because this girl, she had great friends and. Always a lot of fun. 
drinking involved, but everybody just having a great time. Well, at that time, I lived in La Costa, so I got to drive from Balboa Park back home. So you wait for a while, right? Make sure you're okay, kind of dry out, crash out for a little bit. And then uh, I get up, and I got to drive back to Carlsbad, but I got to use the bathroom before I go. So I go in, and this friend of ours is just hugging the bowl, right? Uh, Shocker, right? Uh, And I'm like, I got to take a leak. So I just take my heel, and she's hammered. So I just take my heel and put it right on her hip and just push her out of the way, okay? So she just tumbles like she's made out of balsa wood, like she's made out of sand. She just falls over to the side. So I just stand there, right, with your hammer out, taking a leak. She's not going to do anything. Is it just like sprinkling under her face? No, no, no. She's over to oh, my okay. right. She's so no. not to the right of the toilet. No, I'm classy. Okay. I'm not doing that. It's like some weirdo. No, she's over to my right. That I had to use it. So, like I said, I just push her completely out of the way. So, I'm standing there, and I'm going, and I'm about three-quarters of the way through, and I start hearing, and she's gherkin right behind me. And it's starting to smell like that. So, now I'm pissed. I'm like, you can't even show me the common courtesy of waiting on that until I get out of here. (laughs) How dare she? How dare she? What is wrong with you? Wait. What's wrong? I haven't even finished. Oh, my God. So now I go, you know, I wash my hands, and then I'm like, oh. So, like, what's Crystal doing? I'm like, ah, she's laying you down did, today. You just fucking threw her name out there. You just never give her a name quiet. You aren't good at this. <laughs> I'm so bad. So they're like, hey, what is our friend doing? We I'm, might as well say it now. I'm not editing shit, so whatever. Yeah, what's she doing? I said, ah, she's just laying in there. So they're like, oh, is she getting sick? I was like, no. They're like, was that you? I'm like, no, I'm fine. So now I know I'm busted because they heard her yakking in there. So I'm like, all right, I got to go. Great party. So the next day she calls me. And I'm like, hey, that was a really fun party. Yeah, I know what happened. I thought I was over the toilet. The next thing I know is just throwing up on the floor. I'm like, it's in my hair. Oh, really? That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> and then like four years later, I finally admit, hey, remember that night? Yeah, because I took my boot and just pushed your little chicken ass out of the way. <laughs> what? What? I got to take a leak. I had a long drive. God damn it. It's so funny. When you admit to your friends you're guilty of the crime. Jesus. Oh, uh, so great. So, yeah, I did not play any part in helping clean that up. Oh, my God. I got the hell out of there. I tell you what, she owes me about $10. Owes me a $10 uh, Jamba Juice gift card because just thinking about it, I can smell it. I, ah, it's so gross. Text her and tell her she owes me an apology. Oh, right, 100%. Jesus. It's the worst thing I've ever heard you do. Almost. No, it's not. It's not even in the top ten. That's true. That cancer girl was uh, probably the number liver one. Liver cancer? Yeah. The one Get you thought was faking out. it. Get the hell out of here, you hypochondriac. <laughs> hey, is Greta here? Oh, you didn't hear? Ah, passed away. Liver cancer? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Laura Kane scolding me. I didn't need that. <laughs> She's right. Laura's right. She told she baited me. Uh. Tell me a story you don't tell your friend. So I told her that. Jeff! Well, that's why I don't tell anybody. It's trying to tell your friends. That's what she told me, and I fell for it. Oh, my gosh. 
Here you go. Would you rather hear an, a comforting lie or an uncomfortable truth? Uh, I'll say this. Dave and I talked about it. Lisa Ann's coming back on this show in... Is what? it the 6th? Do you know the date? It was supposed to be the 6th when I set it up, but I think I fucked everything up with this calendar. Probably. Um, she'll be on the show in the next 10 days. Okay. There's so much that I... I, I waited to read the book, yeah. right? Because I wanted it to be when she's booked on the show. Yeah. Because I wanted to know, and that way I finish it. It's fresh. We talk about everything. There's so many things in there that, Dave, you would agree are an uncomfortable truth. Yeah. That I didn't know about our friend. And, yeah, I mean, there's a part of me that's a little disappointed because who you thought it was and who you find out it is are two different things. But you can't make it about yourself. You have to be there to support your friend. And it's... It's a really, really tough read at the start for somebody that means so much to this show to know what people have put her through. This is all prior to when we met her. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm fascinated to keep reading it because at some point she pulls herself through it. She did it the entire time. But yeah, I'll read The Uncomfortable Truth. Uh, the other book I'm reading right now, I'm reading two books at the same time. The Murder of Sonny Liston is yeah. an absolutely fascinating book about Vegas underworld and how they may have paid money for Liston to take a dive in the second Ali fight in Lewiston, Maine, and the life that he lived afterwards in Vegas and all these different people that were involved in his life. It is a, Sean Assel is the author for fight fans out there, the murder of uh, Sonny Liston, because they always said he died of a heroin overdose and the uh, Las Vegas Police Department never investigated it. Wow. And it's this story... I mean, what an amazingly interesting character. Like, yeah. no official birth certificate ever. His dad had, like, 28 kids. It's wild. But I'll read Uncomfortable Truth anytime. So what would you rather... Well, is you rather have... Hold on. The question was, would you rather have someone tell you a comforting lie or an uncomfortable truth? Uncomfortable Truth. Would you really? Yeah. I mean, Lisa's book. I'd rather read that all Well, day. it's not reading. Would you rather them say it to you? Oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> they can say whatever they want. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Would you rather um, someone see all the photos in your phone or read all the text or have someone read all your text messages? So that's funny on both of those. Very true. I have this Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus. Yeah. It's honestly about one foot long. It's the biggest phone. <laughs> and if I have that phone in my pocket, it will pocket dial anybody yeah. text message. It's pocket dialed 911 about 17 right? different times. Yeah, I'll never do this again. But I don't have anything. I mean, did you see? This is kind of weird. You and I don't pay attention to Padre's Twitter. No, not as much as I used to. No, Padre's Twitter used to be really cool. Yeah. And then it became not as cool. Yeah. So now they're all going after each other because the team's in mid-collapse. Which some of that can be pretty funny when they're all kind of chirping at each other because it's kind of like our group text. But I saw a thing last night, kind of like a whole bunch of sub messages going on that people are sending inappropriate pictures Okay. to Padre's Twitter members. I didn't really ask. It's none of my business. But you go, Jesus Christ. Especially considering the culture of what's going on in this community right now. Yeah. Pretty sick, but um, so I don't. I don't have any text messages. The only text messages you have. You told me you have like this long string of text messages. Well, I never. Right? I never delete them. 
But then um, my son told me to do this the other day. He goes, just search dumb fuck. Okay. Oh, yeah. And or fuckhead or something. And dude, the string was crazy. And you were like with every one of them. Oh, yeah, of course. Look at this dumb fuck. <laughs> crack, yeah. It cracked me up. And I said, you just, or, or if I typed in asshole, and it's like you, it was yeah. everyone was Jeff over like the last 10 years. Look at this asshole. Yeah, that'd be me too. <laughs> um, but um, literally on I have my no phone, I have no photos on my phone that I'd ever be embarrassed by. There aren't no, any on there. I don't either. Everything on my phone, I went through it, I went through my phone. Gosh, I don't know, probably about a year ago. Yeah. And just was like, no, I didn't have anything on there that I couldn't show anybody. Yeah. But there were a bunch of pictures that I was like, well, what the fuck do I have? Yeah, you could go see it. It's a thousand pictures of Jack and Kate throughout the years. Uh, Dave and Jeff events, right? Yeah. My dog. That's about it. Yeah. It's not, you know, my kids. Crazy. No, I mean... I had a great one that happened today. My favorite text in a long time because this morning I called my sons and I was like, hey, be careful because they go to Helix. And um, so be careful. Like we talked about earlier, it's going to be insanely hot this week. Wear light-colored shirts, shorts. Jack goes, okay. Kate goes, you got it. I get to work at 8.30. I get a text from Kate. Dad says it's going to be really hot this week. Wear shorts and T-shirts. And it's a picture of my son, Jack, who's got full-length black sweatpants on, a black hoodie in his backpack. <laughs> and he writes, this guy, if he gets heat stroke, I'm not helping him. So I wrote to him, just leave him lying there like a melting piece of chewed gum. So then tonight, he writes to me, Kate writes back to me, and he says, Jack isn't feeling good because he wore all that stuff and it got to 92 today. So dumb. And I wrote him. <laughs> so and I, dumb. And I wrote him. Brother. What an idiot. Right? We're dying. So, yeah. Because Jack's like, ah, not feeling right. I go, really? Is it because you have 17 layers on? <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to read those text messages. But, yeah. People could do anything. I don't have anything on there. What do you got? Um, I have nothing. I have no, nothing on my phone that I'm embarrassed by. Any pictures or text messages that I think are terrible. I, there's a lot of swearing. That's for sure. I would say, I don't know that I'd want people to read our group text. And no. it's not anything because of you or me. It's really because of Bob Hunt. <laughs> His word's cut. His word's cut. Everybody knows it. I love our fantasy football league. I'm sorry. Right? I, I got to say this. Other people are listening. Bob, I'll, out of nowhere. Bob Hunt's the nicest person you're going to meet. Ever. Him and Ernie Martinez, same guy, right? Yes, all these guys in our league are yeah, great. But Kenyatta. Bob's the nicest guy. Bob I mean, straight, just honest, nice guy. And he just, all of a sudden, out of the blue, hey, I just want to apologize if I've ever said anything that hurt anybody's feelings. I know my words can cut. <laughs> dude, I, I was on the airplane. I almost died, dude. I, 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 I was laughing out loud, dude, on you the have, airplane. <laughs> we have, okay, in our fantasy football league, we have Kenyatta, who I love. Yes. My guy. Uh, we got Kenyatta in this league. Can we say what happened? We got Kenyatta in this yeah. league a year ago because Dave said to me, hey, uh, requested mentions that nobody will, it's all white guy leagues. And how come nobody will let him in the league? I was like, fuck, man, let's, let's go get him. And he has turned out to be. One of our best guys. Dude, I love him. Yes. And we absolutely bust that poor kid's balls yeah. nonstop. He puts up with all our bullshit. Well, I love the fact that other guys in the group constantly, they hang out. Yes. Like if I live closer to those guys, I'd be hanging out with all those guys too. With Key and BK? Yes. hundred percent. Right. 
So then, uh, Pete and Point Loma, we lost this year because he's got a bunch of other things going on. Who wrote in there, what's Pete doing? Highlighting the newspaper? And sure enough, yesterday, he was highlighting the newspaper. Ernie Lack. Yeah. Now, the thing is, there's this group chat. And if you remember last year, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of this group chat. I have a life to live. Who was the first guy to freak out? Pete. (laughs) Oh, what do you have to do? And now, hey, guys, I'm the more civil Pete version. So he'll be missed. But Billy Billy didn't miss him at all. He's like, I got rid of that dead weight. My team's going to be a thousand times better. No interest in hanging out with nice guy Pete. Right. Right. BK is great. You have Gavin and Dan Williams that absolutely are like Foghorn Leghorn in the dark. Yes. They beat the shit out of each other, and it, it, can't, it couldn't be any better. Jimmy Hughes is in there. Yep. You and I are in there. Flugs get smacked around on a pretty regular basis in there. And then we've got Lisa Ann. Yeah. I don't think I missed anybody. No. Did I? You did good. Um, I think that's everybody. I do feel like I'm missing somebody, though. And I don't mean to. Like, I don't mean any disrespect. But, yeah, I mean, we have the best league. And I know other people, Mike Costa wanted to get in. Wasn't Erica supposed to be in? Yeah, well, she's too busy answering all of her random questions. <laughs> yeah, what a fun bit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I got, I think I got everybody. But it's, it's great. Yeah. But that, that group text... Yeah, I took a break from it last year. Now I find it hysterical. It is hysterical. I like it too. All right, two more questions. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Would you rather have to hunt and gather all your food for the rest of your life or eat McDonald's every meal? Uh, Got out of the hospital, have not had fast food. I could not find a fast food place in Baltimore. I didn't see one. There was no McDonald's. The only thing I saw was Chipotle. Is that right? The only thing I saw the whole time. I haven't had any of that shit in six weeks. No, uh, my our Chick Fil A yeah. gone, all that shit gone. So, I uh, man, the idea. I mean, I could, I could fish. I don't know that I catch anything, but my grandfather. Um, Can you clean a fish and cook it? Do you know how to clean a fish? Yeah, when when I was a kid, my grandfather taught me because really? we would go no and catch walleye. So you would catch walleye. I mean, I haven't done it in forever, but it was yeah. You would catch it. There goes the head. Adios. Slice it, right? Bones come out, and then it's getting that skin off it. But, um, oh, so good. We cook walleye musk. Yeah, I mean, I could do that. I'm not going to be, like, going out and bow and arrow, right? <laughs> imagine with a bow and arrow. Can you imagine? Shoot myself right in the goddamn you would. foot. Right in the nuts. Well, yeah. Oh, God. God. Oh, <laughs> Shit. Right in the dog. <laughs> you're, right in the, in, you're in the woods yelling, I got shot in the donk. Right in Dong Johnson. <laughs> Dude, I was, uh, the other day I was in Baltimore and everyone's saying you got to yeah. have the crab cakes. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we got to try this. It's everyone's talking about, because there's water everywhere. You're yeah, figuring, hey, you know, no big deal. No big deal. The food must be great. And I found this like hole in the wall. It's like here, the taco shops. Yeah, that you, of course. The, the ones that are the shitty looking taco shops always have the best food. Of course. So we go by this place called Moe's, and it says on the sign, it's been open, whatever, 100 years, and they've never closed. Open Christmas Day, the whole deal. Love it. And I'm like, we're going in there. We're going in yeah. there to this small place. It's uh, it's uh, Rita, me, Josh, and, and his girlfriend, and then my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, and I go, oh, let's go. And so we go shooting into Moe's. We get the crab cakes, and uh, I think Rita got lobster underneath it, and, and so did Josh's girlfriend. Anyway, so we 
bill comes, but there's no there's no prices on the menu, but it's a special. It's a, it's like a little plastic thing like if you went to Lolita's. Yeah. And so Rena goes, hey, can you look at the bill? You know, I can't see. And I was like, yeah, I can see it, but I don't want to tell anyone what the what the bill is. And she goes, I, I, how much is it? Now, what do you think the bill would be for just a, for basically six crab cakes and yeah. two half lobsters? I'm not a shellfish guy, yeah. so I don't. I don't know, but it's but, not like like lobster. If you went to a nice lobster gotcha. restaurant, yeah, you're not going to Donovan's. Yeah. I mean, literally, or I think it was served on a paper plate. Uh, I'll say eighty-two bucks. Yeah, that's what I thought. About eighty-two bucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was over four hundred dollars. Shut up. Yeah, it was more than it cost me to stay in the hotel the entire time I was there. It was more than it cost me to stay to go to Camden Yards. No way. Yeah. And what then, did they get you for? Fuck if I know, dude. I wasn't gonna sit there and say anything, and then. Ended up, the guy added his tip in there, but he gave the receipt where the bottom had, if you want to give 15%, 20 oh, no. or 22%. And the guy was great. So I was like, well, I'm going to give him 22%. It was like it was like 75 bucks tip. But then he already added himself another oh, $50 tip in there. Yeah, you could. I wasn't going to go back and go, dude, I gave you 75 extra dollars. You already fucking took a tip. So uh, uh, anyway, again, I thought it was a little hole in the wall ship yeah. place. And I'm like, that was a $400 lunch. Dude. That's ridiculous. Yeah, crab cakes weren't that good to be 400 bucks. But oh, yeah, I'm completely you, shocked me. Anybody who knows North County knows the coast. A hundred different taco shops, of course, right? Roberto's yeah. is great. Anybody local, when they come home to Encinitas, they all say the same thing. I just had Cheech's son in town, Dakota, came yeah. from New York. I said, what have you been doing? He goes, first thing we did, we got off the plane. My mom said, let's go to Juanita's. Go to Juanita's at 101 in, in Lucadia. That's the place. You go to Juanita's, you get either a Cali burrito, right? Yeah. Whatever you want to get. Sure as fuck ain't going to cost you 400 bucks, but you'd probably pay it because it's so goddamn good. Remember I told you the guy who took me to the airport was Dominican? Yeah. And he was a Padre fan? Yeah. He literally said, how about that asshole Will Meyer saying the Mexican food in North Carolina right. was better than the Mexican food in San Diego? He knew the story. Oh, I have buddies in North Carolina. They're like, they want to come out here and go... <laughs> Like I said, you can go anywhere. My the the Mexican taco shop in front of Helix High School. Yeah, El Compadre, Los Compadre. I get it wrong every time. It doesn't matter. It's so goddamn good. Yeah, there's a thousand of them. No matter where you go, but uh, yeah, if you're in Lucadia, go to Juanita's, man. One hundred one, the best. All right, last question on here. I already know okay. the answer to this one though, but I put it in there anyway. Would you rather have fortune or fame? Fortune, of course. I I fame's overrated. Yeah, guy. We're walking out of 7-Eleven the other day. I don't hear, but a guy said, do you have any spare change? But he said, soft, I didn't hear it. So we're getting close to my car, and my son Cade goes, hey, Dad. And that guy just asked, hey, do you have any spare change? And you didn't even reply to him. Now, the natural answer would be, oh, I didn't hear him. Yeah. I'm not going to ignore anybody. But that's boring. So I said to him, Cade, one thing you don't understand is I've lived my life in the spotlight for 34 years. And one thing that happens a lot. <laughs> and he's just, he's staring at me with his luck. And uh, I go, look, I hope you never have to put up with it. But you're asked for a lot. You're asked for your time. You're asked for hugs. You're asked for money. He goes, What? <laughs> and then uh yeah 
he just he just started laughing. And then his brother, who I just paid forty dollars for practice pants for, has been out two weeks with a concussion, and then today gets an ear infection. I said to his brother, I said, you know what? Maybe you can wear those practice pants while playing Madden. Put your mouthpiece in too. And his brother lost it. Yeah. I, I have no idea what those two think of me at all. And honestly, I couldn't give less of a shit. I could not. There's so many parents that are so worried. Oh, did my kids approve? I can't give less of a fuck. Could not care less. It's great. Because... I just said to him, I go, look, man, will you live this lifestyle? Yes. People ask a lot of you. You hear some, you miss others. He goes, oh, okay. Did you, go, that- did you go back and give the guy money? No. Oh, Jesus. And the other thing, this was the other thing. They got me in trouble, and we'll leave it with this. You have that center arm divide in your car, right? Yeah. When when anybody is riding in the passenger side, and they start putting their elbow there, come on, get out of here. And my son, Jack, is so disrespectful. His elbow's there all the time. And I go, let me make one thing clear. Yeah. In this car, I'm the captain. <laughs> and I couldn't get anything else out because yeah. the look on his face was so great. So now when I say anything like, hey, go brush your teeth, you got it, captain. <laughs> that stop. So yeah, it's the best. Oh, that's good. All right, we're back on Wednesday. Uh, back Wednesday night. We'll see everybody then. All right. Back to the door, I laugh so hard.